Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese with another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, oftentimes I bring in amazing women and guests to share their journeys, how they got to be living their Fiercely Brilliant. And then other episodes are my wisdom, my teaching. And today I'm going to talk to you about shame. Yippee skippy. Like, don't you all want to hear about shame? (laughs) What? Okay, don't hang up. Don't stop the video or audio. This is like, this is such an important concept. So let me just start, okay? So first of all, I was a psychotherapist for 20 some years at a master's degree. I'd practiced for years and years and years, and I still use that stuff every freaking day. And it informs everything I do. And the understanding of shame and trauma really sets me apart from most people as, as, in terms of business coaching, right? Because most of us, I think we're super smart. I think we are determined. We want to do the best we can. We are like really, we work our asses off. We try so hard. We give, give, give. And sometimes if you have some trauma, if you have some wounding in your childhood, if you've had some life experiences or if you've had some family challenges, sometimes we just can't break out. Sometimes we can't get free. We just cannot, no matter what we do, we cannot get to where we want to go, right? And so um, (laughs) don't think I'm twisted, but one of my favorite things to talk about is shame because if you don't understand what it is, you'll never, ever get free of it. And shame is the great lie. So and I just do a little bit of a, like, this is what it is. This is where it comes from. And I'll show you, I call it like a a tricky bitch. Shame is a tricky bitch because it literally will tell you lies. (sighs) Got to tell you, um, I had a bike accident. So (laughs) I wasn't ashamed that I got thrown from a bike, but it's hard. It's hard because I'm left-handed. So Uh, anywho, anywho, it's not designer jewelry. It's, It's a wrist splint with dog hair. But okay, let's get back to shame. Most people don't, like if I say, do you have shame? Most people are like, no, but I will show you that you do. And I'll show you how it's showing up. And most people don't understand the distinction between shame and guilt. So I'll just show you this now. Guilt is about what you do. Like if I get shitty to you, if I lose my temper, or if I call you a bad name, or if I accidentally step on your toe, I can be like, ooh, I'm sorry. So guilt is a behavior or guilt is a feeling that lets us amend guilt. I could be like, uh, I don't want to really be that petty or uh, I was kind of inappropriate. I'm sorry. So guilt is about our behavior. Guilt is about 
what we do. Shame is about who we are. You can't get past who you are. I've had so many clients that I was supposed to be a girl. My dad wanted a, wanted a boy. You know, like, like I wasn't wanted. Like I, my clients have heard, told me these things. And especially like that, if, you, if your family wanted a boy and you were born in a girl body, from birth you were defective. If you were an oops, if you were a, like, oh, our little unexpected blessing, from birth, from the moment of conception, you were not wanted. Very often people that have been adopted, even though they landed in great situations potentially, there is a trauma that says, somebody gave me away. Even though part of their brain is like, oh, but I have a great parents now, I had a good life, there often is that somebody didn't want me. You know, I, I, work, I work with a pendulum, right? And so I'll tap into hidden blocks. And I've had multiple women that had visibility issues or couldn't sell or weren't making money that they desired. And I'll literally, my intuition, with, my intuition will guide me. And I, and I was like, what happened in utero? I'm like, oh, yeah, my dad tried to kill my mom. <laughs> I had another story where... Same thing. Again, I don't know this person. And I'm like, what, 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 was your, what was your birth story? Like, again, my intuition guides me to the, the exact part of where the wound is, where the energy is stuck. And I had a woman actually tell me when I said, uh, weird question. I know we're working on your business, but let's go to the womb. What happened when you were born? Because that's where all of this has started. And she had a story that she came out in utero, she came out hands first, which if you know about births, that's not how it's supposed to go. And she said, I tore my mother up. I really kind of caused my mother so many problems. And so she was like, oh my God, I realized when I show up, people get hurt. So her whole life was about not hurting people, overgiving and hiding. And so here she is starting a new business as a coach. And she's like, I can't figure out who my market is. I don't know what I'm selling. She, like that one incident colored, I think this one was 60, that she colored 60 years and would not allow her. And it was an unconscious thing. Her cells and her body were remembering. So shame is a really big one. And it lives in our cells. Like, let me just tell you this. The mind does not live in that little gray matter up here. The unconscious literally lives in your body. Your mind lives in your body. And if you've had any experiences, any, any trauma, it could be trauma like you were harmed, you were assaulted, you were abused, you, you know, lived through a house fire. It could be something simple as I had another client. She was the younger sister and an older sister had a profound disability. So all the family energy went to taking care of older child. So my client didn't get her needs met. Again, that was kind of just a bad luck of the draw, right? There was, not, there was not abuse or dysfunction in the family. It just was all the resources went to that. Or maybe there was alcoholism or addiction in your family or extreme religiosity or gambling or physical abuse. Anything that happens like that, when people act shamelessly, how many, how many women have been sexually abused or physically abused? When people act shamelessly, when they perpetrate, what happens is the victim takes on the shame. So instead of said perpetrator going, oh, what I did was horrible, 
victim says, oh, I'm horrible. God, I'm not enough. I did something wrong. See what I mean? So if you have lived in shaming experiences, you are carrying shame. Now, why? Okay, okay, weird trees. Why are we talking about shame when I'm trying to grow my freaking business? Because it's everything. It, this literally is the foundation of who you are. This, this literally is, is in the, the makeup of you. And when there is this in the foundation, you cannot own your value. You cannot sell yourself. You cannot have the visibility. I can't move my fingers. <laughs> you can't do the visibility you need. It's really hard to get the messaging and demand that you get paid and stand in the expert place that you can be. It's really hard to be the contribution when there's a part of you that's like, God, if they only knew, or I'm not quite enough. This is the, like the, you know, those people that I call it like the hamster wheel. Like, well, I just need another certification. Maybe I'll get licensed in that. I just like, ah. <laughs> I just say, no more certification. You have to run it by me because shame will tell you you're not enough. You're not enough. There's something wrong. You're defective. It's never enough. It's never going to work. And so if you do the hamster wheel thing and try to fill the void, you're kind of screwed. So I'm going to talk to you about shame because it's really important. So remember, guilt is about what you do. Shame is who you are. And it's a fucking lie. It is a lie. It's a lie. And if I can give you anything today, it is basically to say, here's how to not be hostage to shame. Seriously, I can free you. People, I can free you. I can free money in you. So when you were born, and this is, I think, the concept of PMLity, the um, codependency therapist, when you were born, by virtue of your birth, you are equal in value. Now, some people are not equal in terms of education, not equal in terms of opportunity, not equal in terms of money. Some people are fat. Some people are living in poverty. Some people are not as attractive. Some people have harder situations. Some people have great lives. Those are the external things. But by virtue of, you know, the sperm and the egg connecting and you arriving, you are equal in worth. Okay. And so ask yourself, when I walk in the room, when I walk in that networking room, when I show up in, in that business meeting, when, I, when I'm in front of people, do I feel equal in worth? And again, you might not be equal in money or other things, but my sense of value, my sense of I freaking deserve to be here. Like a lot of people feel like they shouldn't take up space. And that is not a sense of being equal in worth. When you walk into the room, do you have a sense of like, hey, greatness has arrived, not that you're being an arrogant asshole. No, most people walk in the room and they go less than, they drop down, right? So I want to show you, because there's a lot of people, I mean, I, I live this stuff, this is my, <laughs> it's like a crack house for me, talking about shame, because I'm such a shame buster. Shame is the most toxic force on the planet. And so if it is literally my goal to like free people of this, because it is, I've seen the effects of shame on people. And shame is, it is literally so toxic. But most people don't understand how it shows up. So I just got, I want to show you a slide because I told you shame is a tricky little bitch. Okay. I want you to ask yourself how much you are affected by. So these are some of the signs and some of the symptoms of shame, the, the, the more physical outpicturing of shame. Because most people are like, oh, I don't have shame. Oh, yes, you do. Do you have a pattern of procrastination? Hmm? 
See, if you have shame, you might be thinking like, can I do it? It's not enough. Like, I don't know. Like, um, uh, you know, so, so procrastination, if you get frozen and you have to stop and start, that's, that's shame. The next one is I hold myself back from playing big, even if I want to. See, what I should do is tell you right now that your brain is not your friend and shame is a liar. And so if I say, imagine you, like, what's the greatest dream you have for yourself? Imagine that you're on the stage, you got your books done, you have, you know, sold out crowds, you're doing whatever you desire. And then you start hearing a little voice. That's the shame. That's not any time that says, who are you? You're not enough. You can't because that is the voice of shame. And waiting for permission. That's the third one, which is crazy, but I seem to need it. See, to me, where I want you to get to is I have the desire. And if I have a desire, that's from God. You know, the root of the word desire is from the Father. Desire to me says the universe, the divine God is flowing through you. And the desire is you expressing more of you in the world, which is in divine order. But we get these ideas and it's like, oh, I don't know. I should, I don't, God, can I do that? Right? So if you wait for permission, why are you waiting? Now, obviously, don't just jump off a bridge, right? Like there's some things that need planning. But if you're in a chronic waiting for permission, I don't know if I could do that. I'm not sure. The next one is I get overwhelmed. So I just shut down and spin around. See, shame is the great lie that will tell you you're not enough. It's not going to work. Nobody's going to buy. It's too hard. Who the hell are you? And so when you get that, it just shows up as overwhelmed because it's like, ah, I can't figure it out. And then there's a collapse. There's a shutting down. The next one is I have less confidence than I should have. Now, I will say not everybody's confident, you know, especially if you're brand new. I remember it took me so long to own my value when I was brand new as a coach. My gosh, I was so crazy neurotic because. I hadn't had enough experience. I couldn't say, oh, every client I have, I get these results. And so in the beginning, of course, you're going to have less confidence. But hello, if you're doing this three years and you still are doubting yourself, shame is lying to you, like, right? Because we, we always look at what we didn't do right, what we could have done more. That's the voice of shame. Okay, the next one is, and this is a huge one, I don't like to ask for help because I feel like I'd be bothering people. Ah! Think about it. If you're equal in worth, you should be able to ask. I mean, I was so plagued with shame when I had my, my son, you know, my baby, lots of years ago. I would make my husband call my best friend to babysit. My friend would have loved to babysit, but I couldn't ask for help because I was taught in my dysfunctional family to be needless because nobody was there for my needs. It was a crazy alcoholic family, very chaotic. So I learned that my needs didn't met, get met. And I learned in order to make it work, why do you think I was a therapist? Hello. I had to take care of everybody else's needs and not to ask because they weren't getting met. So it turns into, well, I don't want to bother people. I, uh, I hate, you know, there's, there's like a, you don't want to, you feel powerful when you don't need anybody. That's bullshit though, because we can't live in a world not interacting and not needing people. So the next one is I feel really, really uncomfortable charging more from, I feel uncomfortable really charging more for my services. Again, if you're not enough, 
you're not gonna own your value, it's hard to charge. The next one is, I have a fear of failure and a fear of success. Ooh, that's pretty cliche, isn't it? What if I fail or, oh crap, what if I succeed, right? Because if I fail, then it will prove that I'm not all that great, but if I succeed, oh God, then it's worse. Here's another one. I don't step up because I need more blank before I feel like an expert. That could be, I need more training, I need more time in the business, I need more clients, I need more money, I need more, like seriously, when I see people like get certification after certification after certification after, <laughs> just like, and I'll tell you, this is one of my favorite stories. Ted Turner, y'all know Ted Turner, like, like gazillionaire, I think he owned, you know, media companies, gazillionaire, multi-mogul media guy. I think he was in his 70s and he wrote a book and he said, you know, I realized what drove me was trying to get my father's approval and it was never enough. So I kept trying and trying and trying and I'm like, holy shit, if a billionaire is still feeling not enough, damn. You see what I mean? So it's not what you achieve. It's is the whole being filled because shame will basically be it's such a freaking lie it is insatiable you cannot battle with the demon of shame because no matter what okay i got an a well psh, you didn't get an a plus i made five thousand yeah but but you should charge 10. i lost 10 pounds but you could have, could have lost 12. it's never freaking enough to fill the void that shame tells you right so the goal is to be okay and i'll talk you know after i go through this i'll talk about some ways to navigate around the shame okay i deal with perfectionism so drive myself nuts with overworking or over okay <sighs> i used to be the queen of this because here's the thing if you feel defective if you feel less than you want to show the world that everything's perfect like you can't go out without looking perfect. Everything's got it. Now, and I'm not saying be a slug. I'm not saying be messy or whatever. Obviously have a great work ethic, have standards. But when you're so freaking rigid and you just like nothing matters and like, it's like, it's an impossible way to live. Again, the lie is if it's not perfect, you suck. You can't live that way. Another one is I feel like I have to prove myself so sometimes things don't seem like they're good enough. Oh, the dreaded proving energy. Ugh. I used to run that one a lot. Because again, shame tells us we are not enough. So we have to go, you know, this, a lot of therapists, a lot of nurses, a lot of teachers, a lot of healers, a lot of people that are in the taking care of profession have this energy. I have to show you that I'm a good person. I have to overgive. I have to do for everybody. Prove that I'm worthy because I don't feel like I've earned my worthiness. Not equal in worth because of all the stuff. So I got to keep proving it. It's fucking exhausting. There's another one that says, there's a little voice in my head that criticizes me. We all have a little voice. And I want to teach you how to navigate that because you can basically free yourself once you A, understand it's shame and B, learn how to fix it. I feel like a fraud. Oh, anybody feel like that, right? Why would they hire me? I, I'll, I'll tell you a big shame one for me. I went through a bankruptcy in 2000, like 10 years ago, right? And... <laughs> that was a rough one because here I am a business coach showing people how to make money, messing up my money. 
and uh, a lot of situation, a lot of reasons went into why I went bankrupt. It's, I mean, the recession, but it, I have to take responsibility. Obviously, I, I did things wrong. But I was at this event, a business retreat with the coach I was working with, and we were planning our big goals, right? Our big, you know, what are you going to step into? And I burst into tears and said, who the hell is going to hire me? I like, I literally felt like the scarlet letter. I felt branded as a loser. I feel like I'm such a fraud. Like I fucked up my money. I've lost my house. I lost my car. I'm losing everything. And somebody's going to hire me as their business. Are you kidding me? It was the most difficult battle to, to not just stay in bed. And thankfully, like a little angel, this woman that was on retreat with me said, actually, I would be more likely to hire you because I would know that you wouldn't judge and I would know that you would have compassion and yeah, I would be more likely. To, and, and that literally, that woman changed the trajectory for me because that that's a real tough one. You know, that's, <laughs> hi, I'm your business coach. Yeah, I screwed up my money, but hey, let me help you. You know, a shame could justify that, right? The next one is if they only knew blank about me, they wouldn't hire me as a thought of mine. Because sometimes you might have had something in your past. Maybe you have a DUI. Maybe you, you know, maybe you got divorced or whatever it is. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you uh, screwed up all your money and went through bankruptcy. Whatever. Maybe you've been married four times. See, shame will use anything and, and unless you come to me, right? Like I could be like, eh, I can brand that. So screw you, shame. I can make it work for you. Okay. So those were some of the places shame hangs out tangible, specific, whoa. And what I want you to do is like, wow, how many of those did I relate to? And if it's high, shame is get, getting you. So let me, let me just give you a few tips. And if you followed me, you've probably heard some of these teachings, but maybe some, this is new for some of you. First question, is it true? Is it true? So you hear a little voice that says, nobody's going to hire me. You need to say, is it true? This is the work of Byron Katie is fabulous. Just go to thework.com, Byron Katie. She has worksheets. Her number one question is, is it true? Is it true that nobody's going to hire me? Well, maybe. The second question is, can you absolutely, unequivocally know it's true? No, I can't know that. Who are you without that thought? Oof, I'd feel a lot better. Are you willing to let it go? Okay, boom. So if you have negative thinking, is it true? Who would I be without it? Am I willing to let it go? She actually has a thing called a turnaround question where you would say, maybe they will hire me, right? It's a little, it's a little, it's a little more tricky, but just the th first three will help. The second one, I want you to imagine very often, um, how do I explain this? Let's say an incident happened. So, so let's say I am with my boyfriend and you know, he was a butthead that day and my feelings get hurt and I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, I feel like I did when I was seven with my father. Okay. So ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Whenever that's called a regression. Whenever you do not feel your chronological age, that means a child part is coming to the forefront and basically driving the bus or running your business or running your life. And so most of us don't understand that. So the question is, wow, how is this familiar? What does it remind me of? What does it bring up? 
um, the work I do is I literally will pick up my pendulum because I know and I can just go, what happened when you were nine? Crazy. Like cra- I'm literally a ninja. It's, it's so cool how I am guided to exactly that. And so you see that part. Okay. So this is my father and my father, you know, basically made me, I'm just making this stuff up. My father made, made me feel like I didn't matter. Right. So when boyfriend says that, suddenly the nine-year-old and I'm literally in my nine-year-old state, this is what happens to you. Right. Well, you can't stay there because a nine-year-old should not be running businesses, driving cars, being in relationships, making big decisions. <laughs> it doesn't go well. I say, get them out of the, get them out of the, out of the driver's seat. They can sit in the back. But what you need to do is basically imagine yourself with that little child part and just say, what are you thinking? What are you afraid of? What does this remind you of? You don't have to be a therapist to do this, but you have to be wise enough to distinguish grown me, ooh, other part of me. You must begin to distinguish that, wow, that feels really young. And you might not know the age, but you just go, wow, I'm, I'm just feeling like over, I'm just feeling like I'm just shutting down. Okay, that's all right. That's fine. And if you can get an image or find the part and then you come in, grown up you, you come in and just say, I got it. You're safe. I'll, I'll talk to boyfriend. I'll handle the clients. I'll go do the selling call. You go play. Or if you, if you want, if you're a person that likes to process, you could journal. I basically say, okay, imagine put a bucket in front of that little child part and let them just pour out all the pain and release it from the body. So that's another. So that's, you know, so the first one is just, you just use your brain to ask questions. The second one, you go deeper. If you, if you like to work with your emotions, then you can identify, ah, okay, I've regressed. Find the part. Another one, and this is kind of, um, very often we take on other people's feelings. For example, I was working with a client years ago and she was really sassy. I loved her. She's, her name was Sarah. She's like, you know, bright and sassy and bold. And I just loved her energy. We're talking about her business. And she just goes, oh, but, oh, but I, I couldn't make money. Women don't make money. And I like, I just was like, wait, wait, you said that? <laughs> You're a badass. And I, and I said, whose voice was that? She's like, oh, crap, that's my mother. See, what happens is very often we pick up other people's energies. Or we, there's different ways. It either comes in with us through birth or we have soul agreements where as children we take on their energies. Sometimes there's collective energy we pick up. And so that's another question is like, wow, this feeling, is it somebody else's? Because here's the trick. 95% of all the crap we think, all the negative shit, it's not even ours. What? And what I do is I can pull it off because I can find it. And when I do, seriously, oh my God, it is magical because my clients will be like, oh, oh, I feel so much lighter. And then boom, they can get into action. Boom, they can take those opportunities. Whereas before it was heavy and they were stuck and they could not find the way out. The first one, is it true? Second one, Find the part. Third, is it mine? And I'll do one quick little exercise to wrap this up. I call this the shame dragon. And so just think for a minute about, about like the things you used to feel bad about yourself. You see, to me, I want to be so free of shame that I can go, wow, I screwed that up. Oh, well. Or, God, I've been a mess lately. Eh, 
I'm pretty cute. doesn't matter. Like, so shame doesn't get me if I can just be light with myself. But if I'm like, oh my God, I didn't make enough money this year. Oh, I, oh, I missed that deadline. Oh, I screwed that. Oh, I gained weight or whatever, whatever your story is. Shame has its grip on you. So you want to be like sending love. I'll tell you a story. I, I did a retreat a number of years ago, and this was probably one of my favorite retreats ever because I know how shame destroys. And so I had, not the first minute, but the second day, I had what was called a shame party. Sounds fun. Who wants to go to that, right? And so what I did is I had all these art supplies. And so I, I explained the concept of shame, and I explained that you are carrying things that you are hiding, and when they stay in the dark, they have power. The way to free shame is to bring it to the light, give it love. It cannot exist in the light. I'll say that again. Shame cannot exist in the light. So the shame party, and so I had a lot of like strips of sheets and things I could write on. And I said, I want you to show the, on the outside what the inside's like. So women literally wrote their most shaming things and pinned them to their body or wrote them and wrapped themselves up with them. And then they were to go around to fellow, their fellow retreat participants and they were to walk up, and I remember one woman in particular, and she would walk up to each retreat participant and said, I had affairs, will you still love me? And I had an abortion, can you still love me? Imagine being loved for the things that you hate about yourself. Imagine being reflected back to that you still have value, that you are still beautiful in spite of being raped or destroying families or losing money or whatever your story was. Imagine somebody can give you the gift of saying, and it's okay, I can love you right there. And that's the level of work I do. And when we do that work, Shane can't get you anymore because it's in the light. It's got nothing. So let's do that for a minute. I'm just not, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to take your clothes off and wrap yourself up with your stories, but I'll do another little tiny thing. So I want you to think about all the, if they only knew I did that wrong, all the disappointments, all the things that shame uses, like the little voice, because what we do is we run from it. Remember I said insatiable, I'll get another certification. I don't want them to know that. Oh my God, they can't find that out. Like most people lie and hide. And they don't want to show the vulnerability. They don't want to show the dark parts. And the only way around is through. The only way to heal this is to out it. Now, obviously, you're not going to put it on Facebook, right? Hey, I had sex with my uncle. Please don't put that on Facebook, right? But you got to find a safe person that says, and can I love you right there? There's not a lot of those out there. you got to be very... Um, diligent about finding the safe people because when you're in shame you'll find the negative people the toxic people people that will go see you told and you got judged so stop telling because shame wants to stay sick they want it wants to stay in the dark and wants to keep you and so i want you to imagine i call it the shame dragon right like this fire breathing right and so think of all the things that you would like think of just allow yourself to bring up for a minute all the things that you feel bad about yourself about. 
that you're trying to compensate, run away from, prove differently. And there's the dog. That's the shame monster. And so that's what I want you to do. As I want you to imagine that it's breathing. You're not enough. You're doing it wrong. It's funny that Murphy's like barking at the door as we're doing this, right? Right. I want you literally to turn to the shame monster and say, you don't get to have me. Thank you for showing me what I'm not. I'm not all those things. I'm not a failure. I'm not a loser. I'm not bad. I'm not wrong. Okay. <sighs> all right. We went deep today. We went super deep. And I hope you understand the business application. Because when you are not enough, you cannot sell. When you have been told you're wrong, when you have been perpetrated, when you feel broken, it's really hard to market yourself. It's really hard to stand and be the lighthouse you are, shining your light, saying, I'm here. So the work I do is to help you get free of that stuff. So if that's interesting to you, message me. I would love to support you. And, um, Thanks for letting me talk about shame. I hope you think of it differently now. And I seriously like want to hear from you. <laughs> like, did, this, did this blow you away? Did you have some great insights? I would love, love, love to hear. And so thanks for listening. I really appreciate I value your time. I don't take it for granted. And I feel blessed that um, I'm in your ear. All right. Peace and blessing. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.